Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Rampant Mumblings. Now, in this episode, I had intended to go on about the Apple TV, what it's like one year, down, oh, sorry, one year, one week down the road, and compare it to some of the other uh, boxes that I've got. But a little gadget was released this week, and I thought, well, that's probably a bit more relevant and a bit more on topic. And so with me today to discuss his purchase of his shiny new iPad Pro, it's Mr. Carl Madden from the Mac and Forth Show. Good evening, sir. How are you? All right, all right, all right. Hello, so, hello, Mark. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. No problem. Good show last night, by the way, on the Mac and Forth Show. It's uh, one of the yeah. more intellectually I, stimulating, which is was it? quite well for us, like it was. <laughs> well, I nearly swore. Rick did swear, and I had to edit in that out. But uh, yeah, I was quite shocked when I listened back today, proofing it, you know, and I do. It's not a vanity thing. Uh, and I suddenly heard myself start the SH word. I thought, ooh, that sounds a bit. <laughs> A bit weird, but there you go. Uh, you have to laugh when people say in a podcast, "Oh, it's all right, it's all right." I'll edit that out in post, and they just they, they just completely forget to go back to it. Oh well, as long as they don't put the clean tag on, they're okay. So, but but yes, I got it. Look at the size of this box. I, I know listener, listeners can't appreciate the size of it, but you can on the cam. You can on the cam. There you go. Tongue twist. It's. I mean, I mean, just put put this into reference, Carl. How tall are you? You're six six. I'm six seven. Six, six seven. seven. And so, Carl, for those who don't know or haven't seen a picture of Carl, he's a fairly tall and yeah, tall gentleman. This thing looks even huge in his hands. I mean, when you sent that picture onto Telegram, the only the immortal Star Wars line, look at the size of that thing. Right. So here we go, Mark. So again, viewers cannot see this. Unfortunately, I'm holding it up, and this screen is massive. The first thing you notice when you open up the box is again Apple doing their wonderful job of packaging. As you open up this huge box, which is about the size of obviously like a 13-inch MacBook when you get one of them. Uh, it's a little bit thinner, a bit lighter, obviously. But you open up the lid, and it's just pure black screen facing you. Uh, and then you pick it up, and it's quite hefty. It is quite hefty. It's it's not as heavy as I, I thought it would be because people were comparing it to the original iPad and stuff for, for its kind of its heft. But... um. It does feel huge. It feels really, really huge. And I'm, you know, because I say I'm a big guy and I can normally hold a, a normal size iPad in one hand and it feels quite, quite comfortable. I'm holding it this in the corner. Firstly, I'm absolutely terrified that it's going to slip and break <laughs> because I'm, I'm thinking that expensive glass, any sort of drop is just going to shatter it to pieces. I'm That's amazed that so far we haven't had these idiotic tests on the internet going... Ben Gate, Smash Gate, Glass Gate, or something else like that. I mean, it's got to happen surely this week yeah. that some idiot who's got way too much money's got, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit on it. It's all about the views, sir. It's all about the views. If you can get enough views, you can buy about 10 of these. So, you know, but <laughs> sorry, YouTube are changing those rules. So it's getting a lot, lot more harder to earn money off YouTube. But uh, yeah, so it's a wonderful, it feels wonderful in your hand. It, it, it feels like a serious. <laughs> A serious contender, shall we say? It doesn't feel, you know, because I, I handle my iPad Mini all the time, Uwa, and uh, I haven't really got a twelve-inch, a uh, sorry, uh, a seven-inch. What is the one? What is the iPad Air? That's the nine-inch. Nine-inch, nine yes. Yeah. So yeah, so I've I've obviously handled them in the past, and they always feel nice and integrated and part of you as you're using them. This is the first one that actually feels. My God, this! I need to do proper work on this. This, you know, like I, I should be writing a book or something. Um, because it, it's just got, it's just got heft. It's got a, a an immediacy to it. If you kind of understand what I'm saying, um, it's like 
so huge when you're holding it this close to your face, which of course you have to do because it's an iPad. So it's you know you're meant to hold it close and work with it. And just, just, I found myself laying 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 on the bed watching films and and playing games and and writing. and. It's the first time I've actually noticed that I've had to move my eyes around rather than being able to take everything in in one go. So it is a size, and the size might, you know, we all know it's 12, what is it, 12.7 inches, 12.9. We all know intellectually it's big, but when you actually see it and hold it yourself uh, in, in the comfort of your own, like, privacy of your own room, again, this sounds really naughty, but uh, if that's when the first time you notice, you realise how, just how huge this thing is. It does look, I mean, the, the one thing I've noticed straight away, and again, this is going to be great for those listening on an audio medium, is when you turn it on, you know when Apple did that uh, front-facing front facing flash demo where, well, we've kind of built in a flash on the front of it, it lights up your entire face. When you turn that on, it was like, blinking hell, how are you not suffering from retina burn or something? I see it. And when I, I, was, I was using it during the day, and I noticed that I didn't even have the brightness all the way up. And it was only after I turned the brightness all the way up, I'm thinking, my God, this is going to give me a headache <laughs> if I don't turn it down. Because um, I, I don't know about you, but I find it kind of hard to read um, of of pads, iPads, for prolonged periods of time because it just like burns my retina, as it feels like. Yeah, I've, I've found that. I mean, th- this is the thing. Well, you touched on two things where I was going to come to where, like, so you've just spent an, uh, you know, a sizable chunk of change on the iPad Pro is it? You know, is that what's going to guilt you into using it as more of a creation and content tool? But just coming back to reading things, I always find that I just automatically default to my iPhone, even though I've got my tablet sat next to me. Mm. No, I mean, I, c- I can understand why people do that because it's light. It's 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 what the iPhone six S and six S Plus even they're huge. They're huge phones, and I can understand why people do that. Personally, I like to. So when I'm researching the show stories and things like this, I like to lay on my bed and I've got loads of various RSS readers. Um, I use a couple of like Reader, Zite, and even recently the Apple News uh, application as well. And it's it's just it's just nice to lay back with this huge screen now in front of me because I don't really like surfing, uh, reading news stories on, on, on the Mac and stuff. I always like to do it on the iPad. Uh, and at the moment, I've had to make do with a, an iPad mini because it's kind of felt the most comfortable. But now it, it feels so much more wonderful having the whole story in front of me all properly laid out. The fact that I can drag in from the side and have the notes app running at the same time as I'm finding these stories. Um, obviously, when I find them, I save them out to a, an application I, I use called Pocket. And, and that helps me put to, together the uh, show notes each week, which you guys see. And so now just the ability to peruse these stories that all look lovely. I mean, some of these apps haven't been uh, adjusted, haven't been updated yet to take full advantage of the iPad Pro, but uh, they still look good and they still look huge. And as I'm getting older, my old eyesight's starting to go, as my optrician told me the other day. Uh, hang on, I'm just getting a call. That's, that's a bit rude, isn't it? But uh, yeah, so, uh, and the ability just to sit there and and read these stories without having to adjust size or anything like this and then share them to my my uh, bookmarking software and then just prepare the show doc in comfort on a huge screen for me that's 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 all i'm going to use it for and you know i went for the wi-fi version because i don't think i'm going to be taking it outside and using it on the road because it's huge (laughs) and i'm again frightened of dropping it at this point in time but um i don't think for for what i'm going to use it for which is basically searching out content and creating little show docs and things like this and I, i really i decided this week to try and get my blog going again so i'm going to try and find some decent blogging software on there i think the, the only one i found so far is the wordpress one but oh yeah keeps... there's there's wordpress or 
There's another nice little app. It's a bit it's a bit of a steep learning curve, but there's Blogsy, B-L-O-G-S-Y, yeah. which and I would love to see that on the iPad Pro because that just gives you so much space. Now, did you go for the keyboard or are you just going to go with glass or are you going to go USB? Uh, no, you're like, no, you can't go USB. Are you going to go like a standard Bluetooth keyboard? What's going to be your data entry method? Yes, well, so I've got my eye on the um, Logitech Crate keyboard because I, I really don't like that one that Apple have produced, the clothy type one. That looks far too close to the to the Microsoft one, which I didn't like either, i got to admit, when it came out. Um, so I'm probably going to go for that keyboard. But again, I don't feel any immediate rush because I've got loads of other, other Bluetooth keyboards just lying around that I can use in the meantime, but none of them <laughs> for the right size of this monstrosity. But uh, I am, and again, with the pencil, I'm sort of intrigued because everybody seems to be raving about the pencil, but I can't draw to save my life. Like I say, I struggle with doing the crosses and noughts and crosses games, crying out loud. I can't really see what I'd be using the pencil for, but, you know, maybe with Christmas coming up, I might ask if anyone wants to help chip in to get me one, maybe, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced. What I am convinced about, though, is the sound of this thing. Now, they made a big deal about the four speakers inside of this thing. Um, and again, whenever you hear someone you know, just demo something or they wax lyrical about it. You think, mm, okay, I'll wait and see. But I'm quite amazed by the sort of bass and the sound that this thing can generate. It's quite astounding. I've watched, um, like, uh, I started watching a movie on it and uh, it was like some nice thumping sounds at the beginning of the film and they sound quite nice. In fact, it's the first time ever I've had to turn the sound down on your iPad because it's just too loud. Uh, and then I went in and played some like Def Leppard tracks and ACDC tracks and they sounded nice. Um, again, it's not going to replace your home stereo or anything like this, but it's the most cleanest, best sound I've ever heard coming out of a, a device of this type, I should say. Excellent. I mean, for what I'm looking at now, it is. I mean, uh, I'm just on the Ars Technica website, and I've just found this while we've been, we were chatting earlier on. This thing is an absolute beast. To give you an idea of, I don't know if you've seen this article, of the, just purely for graphics rendering. Now, well, this is relevant to what we said about the apps a second ago. The iPad Pro, uh, let's have a look on GFX Bench GL on screen. The iPad Pro is rendering at 59.4 frames per second in one test and 33.7 in another test. The 2015 Retina MacBook Pro running an Iris Intel Iris 5200 chipset is running at 57. So the iPad is actually faster on that. Uh, and it's running at 23 versus 33 on the iPad Pro. So this your tablet is whipping the backside of a Retina MacBook Pro in that device. And that's just absolutely bonkers. And it, this is what I was, I'm, we didn't get around to this point yesterday because we ran out of time. And I think the, this is, the tablet now, I think is really going to succeed or fail based on the apps and based on what people are going to be able to do with it. Because it's, all, it's been okay having a tablet that we know, which is the iPad Air and the iPad Mini, because it's all like, well, you can go, oh, well, the screen's a little bit too small to do this, that, and the other. But now you've got rid of that. And now all of a sudden, underneath that small bit of glass, you've got something here that gives a decent laptop a run for its money. But are the apps going to be there? Because I know there's been some app developers that have said, well, there's no point developing for a tablet because the margins just aren't there. Do you think, though, that Apple have bridged that gap and have made it so tempting that developers are going to come into the fold. And if so, although we've been ingrained to pay for apps that we call cheap, if they, if the app, if the, let's say the average app price was five ninety nine, it goes up to ten ninety nine. 
are you going to be happy to pay that? Um, I don't know. It, it depends, doesn't it? I guess I guess what these companies are going to have to wait and see is just how popular the pro is. If it makes an if it makes that much of an impact, if they sell a certain amount, then it might be worthwhile for these companies to go in and and develop apps specifically for the pro. If it remains, uh, you know, a fairly light seller then they're not really going to feel the necessity to adapt or even just update the apps that they currently have to take advantage of this new, you know, huge screen. In fact, you know, if you look at um, just the iPhone 6 uh, and the S, for example, is some apps only just recently are starting to take advantage of that extra space that they've got in the 6s they'll come out and say oh and now works on the now takes advantage of the the extra screen size on the 6 and the 6s so it's taken them a hell of a long time it's like two well a year and a bit isn't it so it's taken them a long time to upgrade so again i guess a lot of them are going to have a wait and see um policy but you know it's fine if you're microsoft or if you're adobe and you've got huge sums of resources and and talent at your disposal and you really want to get your software out there and get it noticed fast and there's no reason not to take advantage because a lot of you know they've got pro in the title and it could be argued that they're just putting that there to make it sound different and and special but uh, it, as you say from the stats that you've just uh, commented on it's it, this is a power a powerhouse of a machine and it's quite astounding really i mean when when did the original ipad come out how long ago are we on four? Two, two, it's about six, seven years ago, isn't it? Now six years, seven years. Memory serves. Memory fouls me. It, yeah, it's about right. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just comparing to the original iPad. It's weird to think that. It's, let's well, let's go with about five years from now. Look at just how. I mean, one thing I think people are forgetting is that this is Apple's own design chip. You know, they are although it's based on the ARM uh, infrastructure. Yeah, this is Apple who've gone from designing a chip that was okay to start with about five, six years ago. And now it's just, you know, it's it's almost like I think on Down Viable, Gruber said, it's not a question of if Apple could ever make a laptop with enough grunt based on an ARM processor, it's if they decide to. Um, mm. Just looking at here, let's, uh, I haven't got the stats on here. But like I just I say, want to show you, you know, just while we talk again, I know the listeners can't appreciate, but look, that's the comic app on it. Jeepers. That's a full page. I can just read the comic from Marvel Unlimited, full page, and I don't have to zoom. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to use their smart paneling or any of that. I can just relax. Well, <laughs> hold, hold the iPad, rest it on my belly, shall we say, because I don't want to hold it up for too long because it does start to strain your arms after a while. But uh, if I just had something to prop this against, and I could read that quite happily. Uh, the only weird thing is when it comes to books, like obviously iBooks and Kindle, is... If you've just got a book page on here, it does look kind of like you're just reading a document. So this is going to be the first time, really, when I'm going to be able to turn the pad on its side and have it in the two-page layout because it feels more natural. Um, I'm trying to find a Kindle app here. So Oh, okay. So there you go. So look, as you can see, the, all the text is just lined up. And it just looks like a, an official yeah, it, it just looks like a, a, a bigger-than-84 page. That's it. But as soon as you do that, You've got you've got a whole page of a book, like a book opened up, so you can read both pages, have both pages uh, facing you at the same time. Although the the fact it's that bright, your camera had to automatically compensate, just drop everything down and back. If you try the, if you just try turning all the lights off just to see how how many lumens it will uh, fill up the room with, (laughs) I'd hate to think. But it is it's a huge 
screen and power coming out of it is is quite extraordinary um like i say some of the it's weird though because some of the apps that haven't obviously taken advantage of it yet so i'm trying to find um like uh no twitter actually is has been updated i'm trying to find some of the other ones that don't really take advantage of the new keyboard and so it's quite jarring when you suddenly open up an app and you get the old style keyboard come up along the top along yeah, the bottom the and it's huge we were watching the uh, the Andy and Artco Periscope, weren't we? And I think he actually went into the Amazon Kindle Reader and, or one other app where they had to log in, and all of a sudden it just defaults back to this uh, to this old keyboard. There you go. But it just makes so, you so makes you wonder why. Oh God. <laughs> so hopefully, like I say, hopefully developers will update that small function at least. Um, if they do any apps in the future but yeah i mean okay we we said on our show last night it's it's never going to replace a laptop um and i think you're right they're right today it will never replace a laptop but again this is a lot this is what i always go on about when i'm doing my show is a lot of these people who comment on apple or who think they can talk about apple or write about apple just look at today that's it everything's going to stay as it is today and they never look forward to tomorrow and yes, you're right. Today, it probably cannot replace a laptop. But seeing as the power, the power of this device and the screen, and you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at some of my photos, and it's making me think, damn, I wish I was a better photographer. Because when I'm looking at photos on my phone or on my iPad Mini, I can I can't see the little problems with them. You know, you don't see the 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 things that are in the background. They don't jump out at you as much. I mean, if you're a professional photographer, you probably do. You're probably like trained to see these these errors and these 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 mistakes and stuff but now I'm, I'm looking at my photos like huge and i'm thinking my god okay i need to remove that pimple <laughs> i need to get rid of i need to whiten those teeth there a little bit yeah exactly i'm just having a look now and for what i can start oh, i realized why i can't find anything so i'm on my mac not on my ipad i was just i haven't had a look for a while but i was just trying to see if any of uh, apple's own first party apps have been updated to take advantage of the ipad pro um yeah they've updated like um pages and and numbers and things haven't they because there was a bit as soon as i upload as soon as i got the uh, ipad up and running they wanted to download updates straight away um i haven't actually gone in and used any of them because basically as i say i've been mainly looking at the new sites and setting everything up so it'll work on the workflow i need to use it for the show for example but like here's here's again sorry listeners but here's how the news app now looks and it's just a joy it's so huge. It's like having a paper. That, that <laughs> like is, full be- size that is beautiful. It's for for those who of well, I'm not even going to try and audibly describe what it looks like, but just be rest assured, it does look absolutely lovely. It is. I mean, again, this is the this is the thing I also say a lot as well is every time they come up on stage and they show us, we will get in the realities distortion field and we will go, oh yeah, I want one immediately, and then like it's a few weeks or a few months recently. I've had to go by before we can get our grubby little mitts on them. And by then, some of the negativity is set in or the price is too much. And it is. A lot of the time, Apple do charge a, you know, an excessive amount, it seems, for for their hardware. But um, I always feel it comes down to actually using it. Now, I like I say, I've been with Apple for a few years now, and I trust them enough to buy things sight unseen, which I know is crazy, and I shouldn't do that. That's not a very responsible trait within me, but I've, I've, I've always been like that. And... I think of large, a large number of people, if they go to an Apple store and they get time to play about with this thing, and it depends, hope, you know, hopefully I've got some decent apps loaded on there and they can play with a pencil, maybe forget the keyboard, um, but play with a pencil and, and play around with this thing. I think they're going to be quite impressed with just how huge this thing is and how what just a, a simple difference of a few inches 
actually makes the whole overall experience. I mean, this is it. I mean, for, for the signs that you're getting, you seem to be getting a ginormous, ginormous amount of power. And and this is where I think Apple might become undone because normally Apple will release an app like pages and everyone goes oh it's missing this feature missing that feature and then developers will come along and go ah right this is the pages that you wish apple had released kind of like podcasting with overcast overcast is kind of like the podcasting app you wish apple had released but developers don't seem to really jumped onto that now and this is my main worry is now is that unless they start getting these really big flagship apps out there like GarageBand or maybe logic or some sort of apps where you know for example you want for for, for example right now you've spent you know over a thousand pounds on a device but you still couldn't podcast on it no um like i say the lightning uh, there are some microphones i can plug into the lightning adapter at the bottom but they're not that good i mean you really need the ability to record a, a skype call and of course the multitasking doesn't allow you to do that so there are still limitations in, in what you can do but again it comes down to what do you want to use it for if you want to use it to to do mainly writing and create things in sort of like documents and stuff then it's fine if you want to do video production now i say iMovie can edit like 4k videos and things like that but it's not got the power of final cut pro or, or is it audition i can't i can't remember what the um the adobe version premiere you kind of you can't you know or, or or some of the more upper class i mean higher reaching um video editors but then we'd be crazy to think it could at this stage maybe a few years down the line but when when tablets become when we figure out a way to interact and do some of the little small niggly things that we we need to do on 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 some of these probably we'll say full-blown programs but um we're still a long way away from that and i don't necessarily think it's the power anymore holding us back it's the interface that's now going to start holding us back and maybe there will come a time where you know clever engineers and developers can overcome that hurdle as well because that's mainly what i think is going to start holding things down now it's just just the interface and UI and the usability rather than the technical aspect. Yeah, you, you make some, some very good points there. So when might help if I didn't turn the microphone off. That's always a bit handy. It, it wouldn't be the same if I did a podcast. There wasn't at least something going wrong, like a horrendous amount of wind shear like was in the last podcast, even though I did listen back to it, honestly. So when you got it, what were your first apps that you whacked on there to go, oh, that was nice? <laughs> it's um. So again, um, as soon as I got it, I, I went for all the things that I use on a daily a daily basis. So these are all the news aggravation. Aggravation? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that's about right, actually. Half the rumor sites. Wait for iFix it. Well, iFix have done their teardown. I'm, I eagerly, eagerly await someone to say, oh, and it costs about 50p to build the iPad Pro. Oh, yeah, okay. It does. But that's, that's the same argument for drugs, isn't it? Like uh, this pill, this pill costs 20p to, to produce. True, but the first one costs $20 million. But the second one cost twenty cents. But you know, that's just the way. That's just the way. It's just a headline, isn't it? It's a cheap headline. You can write that. You can say like you can say about cars. You can say any about anything. The second one is always cheap, or the components always cheap. It's all the R and D, all the research, all the material, all the founding, all the planning, all the hiring of the engineers to actually come up with the design. All the all, the whole thing. You can't you can't just look at a sum of parts and go, that's five pound eighty. There, it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. My it's a nice, best, nice my, headline, though. Yeah, my best argument for anyone who says, "Oh my God, look at the margins that Apple are making." Go to the cinema and buy popcorn. <laughs> yeah, again, okay, that's again. I understand that argument as well. But then, you know, when things go wrong, 
hopefully, unless you're in a country where there's no Apple stores, that's one of the beauty of Apple. You do pay for the aftercare, but it's not for everybody. And everybody gets charged the same kind of price, which, again, is one of those things that rubs people up the wrong way. But fortunately, here in England, we're okay. I know you're three hours from a store, but like I'm, I'm an hour from three stores. So, <laughs> but Yeah, that but makes you, it all the more better. Yeah, sorry about that. Dude. Oh, I was like, oh, so, I don't know. What Apple store shall I go to today? Well, do I want to go to Regent Street? Oh. But, but you can normally ring up, and as long as you haven't, as long as you're not responsible for it going horribly, horribly wrong, like you've stepped on it on something like that, then normally Apple are there to help you and assist you and and give you a good customer service. Now I know you've had a fairly poor customer service thing oh, recently. It go oh, blimey! <laughs> it, I reported for those who don't know, I had a slight incident with my iPhone. I reported it to Tesco in Warren, uh, to Tesco. Tesco? To, I'm sure they don't care. Blinking, and you can tell the. Blimmin' Christmas adverts have been going on too long. I reported it to Apple uh, in my warranty period. And basically, uh, despite going into going into two different stores, making three different phone calls, I'm still no closer to getting my iPhone uh, fixed or diagnosed. The only thing I can do is I could pay the £500 to get a replacement iPhone, which they'll send me. They'll then pick up my one take it in for testing and if they find that it's uh if they find that they can't fix it then they'll refund me the replacement cost of a phone out of of, out of warranty repair which is about 260 quid so basically because of where i live to get my phone repaired i have to shell out 500 pounds and then wait for a refund of 250 wow see that's that's that's, i I don't know what happened there (laughs) your 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 it's, it's probably because they're a victim of their own success because it used to be you could walk into a store yes. and get help, but now but, you can't. But yeah, you're absolutely right because it used to be down to the individual who served you. They had some sort of discretion if they could say, yep, fine, we'll we'll get you a new one from the back. The problem is, as you say, a victim of their own success is not everyone <laughs> – Everyone gets their iPhones phones through different places. And I've seen people come in to an Apple store and just act like they, they're like self-entitled. They're, yeah, like they're the, you know, the world's greatest gift. And we should all be grateful that they're on the planet with us. Uh, and you watch them and I think, firstly, Mr. Apple genius type person, how are you restraining yourself from smacking them in the face? Because I would be doing this about now. And I'm a gentle giant. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I mean... But getting back to the price, it is we we do pay an exorbitant amount over the top, it seems, because but then this is what allows Apple to continue to research and do other things as well and and try and go green, you know, as much as the, they're absolutely fanatics about trying to go green all the way. Um but you know, they've got so much money now, so that it's harder to sell that argument, you know, yeah. today. Plus they also try and like stop paying taxes and things like that which doesn't doesn't endear them to to many of the population either yeah but i mean i mean let's face it if you if 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 you can make money by not having to spend it you probably you know who wouldn't take that loophole yeah the uh, I mean, at the end of the day they're a business and a lot of people tend to forget that they're a business they're there to make money they're you know it's part of the capitalist society so you know if you expect them just because Steve Jobs was a bit of a hippie. He was also a killer businessman, and and it's just one of those things. It's one of those dichotomies. Like they, they, they come across, and you, you know, a lot of people who are into peace and and free love and 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 saving the planet, like Apple stuff. But at the same time, it's a corporation, just like many other corporations out there. They try and do as much as they can, so they say 
in the literature and they get awarded lots of you know awards and prizes and things like that but at the end of the day they still avoid taxes just like every other big corporation out there it is nice though when you get the uh, the oft comments like Phil Schiller's can't any can't innovate my ass and then we've yeah we've had the Apple Watch we've had the Apple TV which I suppose is a bit of innovation I suppose they have gone down that for me I suppose the most innovative product that they've done has been that Mac Pro because they basically took a square and made it into a round peg and I just think that's a fantastic bit of engineering I just look at it right. and just go I want to take it apart I want to see how it works I want to know how they've done this voodoo. But the problem is they did that and now they've totally forgotten it again. Yes. So that's, that. you know, I, I, it seems that they, even though they're a huge company and most of their personnel is like they're locked into stores, they're not at the campus or any places like that. They're basically the retail staff. Um, so it looks like they've got a massive workforce, but in, in actuality they have, it's not that big as, as we keep saying. So they have to focus on what they're going to do and they know, you know, they, they're not, like one of these other like Android handsets who know they're going to bring out 16 different versions of a phone throughout the year. Or Microsoft these days. Or two. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I completely agree with you. I mean, just coming back to the, 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 the price of things, let's not forget that if you buy a other handset, let's say you buy a Microsoft handset or an Android handset, I'm pretty sure that if you buy a Samsung handset, you can't go to samsung.com and get support or the same with Microsoft. Once you buy those devices, yes, they are cheaper, but then you're just left at the mercy of the carrier or where you've bought it from to actually get help and support from it. And I think Microsoft now, again, you just touched on this, they just seem to be releasing phones pretty much every other week. Well, of course, they've got their flagship phones, which they've just started to uh, to roll out. Um, well, not just. They've been doing it a few years now, but under someone else's name. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they go. Um, remember, a strong Microsoft means a strong Apple. So I'm quite happy for them to go off. And I'm, I'm glad that they're going off and doing the Surface Pro and the, the Surface Book, I think it's called. I, I could be wrong about that. But uh, I'm glad these things exist and they're out there because they're trying to – they've said – I was reading a number of stories about them saying they're trying to copy how Apple do it. So that's that's at least a good thing. That should hopefully get Apple looking over their shoulder again because um, it's no good – you know, look at the time before there was any real contenders to the iPhone. They just kind of do done small little bumps and in, increments and stuff like that. So it's only when they got – Android and, and other phones became a real challenge that they started to step up their game again. So, you know, they always it's always good to stop them becoming complacent. And strangely enough, I, I say that though, but a number of tech reporters and stuff also say they're just complacent now. So you can't really win. I, I, I posted a comment. I posted a show on Facebook today and someone commented, an Android um, user, saying that they haven't innovated the iPhone since 2007. And I thought I could, I could, I could attack that comment. I could. I thought, why bother? Because <laughs> it doesn't matter what I say. That's his opinion, and he's entitled to it if he so wishes. And okay, I don't agree with it, but that's your that's your right to have that opinion. Well, that is what makes the internet what it is. I mean, I, this is the thing. I never mind anyone saying, "Oh, you're wrong" or something like. But just do it in a constructive way. And you know, if anything, if I'm wrong, and I say on the podcast. If there's something that I've said that's wrong, let me know because yeah, it's brilliant. If I'm wrong, I kind of appreciate knowing that I'm wrong, but also appreciate knowing you know the actual right facts about it. Just I was, I was just trying to think of someone that I had a point a second ago and I forgot and I've just remembered. You said like Apple is a very small company. I'm wondering 
if they're suffering now because they're so small that they're waiting for this campus to be built so they can almost grow into the company that maybe they should do. And like you said earlier on, they tend to focus on, they, they seem to go in cycles. Like for example, well, I'll give a very bad example, like the iPhone was running a bit late. So they pulled engineering resources off one department into another. Look how long pages in numbers just basically got abandoned. Thankfully, that's changed now uh, after many, many years, and they're updating it continuously. But they just seem to have this thing of like, this month, we're going to focus on the iPhone. And then next quarter, we're going to focus on the watch. And then next focus on the TV. Mm. They never seem to sort of like get things down into a pattern of being able to be continuous on all product lines. No, and, and, and again, because at, at the same time, they're trying to break into loads of different markets around the world. And, you know, just look at the antenna array in that latest iPhone. It's just, to most people, it's just a, a point on a, on a presentation. Oh, yeah, look, they put a better antenna in there. But I think about all the technology and research and stuff that had to go into that. There is an insane amount of aerials just in that little array alone. Um and this is what they, they do, and this is what they spend their time doing, and this is what they spend their research money on doing. And, of course, it's not big. It's not flashy. It's, it's just something that needs to be done so they can produce one handset, which the whole world can use, rather than producing 16 different handsets for you know, 16 different markets around the world. Um, so, you know... I, and it's, it must, it, it's not hard for them because like, they're making oodles and oodles of money. So I'm not going to cut them any slack for that. But it must be quite, it must be quite guiling sometimes, galling sometimes, where like the whole, the whole tech press focuses on mainly on Apple. And if like Microsoft do something, it will go and focus on Microsoft for a, a couple of days, and then it will come back to Apple. And then it will only be come back to Apple to say, well, look what Microsoft is doing. What are you doing, Apple? And then it will go back and saying, oh, Microsoft, you're failing because you're not doing this, blah, blah. It's a whole swings roundabout thing. It's the whole chattering classes, as they you know, were called. Um, and we're all guilty of it now. Because we all do. I'm. I'm not. I mean, uh, who am I? Who am I to comment on what Apple does? I'm a nobody. You know, most people whose blogs we read are nobodies as well. We all. We've come to this um, like feeling that because we've read it on someone's blog, it's it's real. It's it's news. It's worthy of just as much worth worthiness as uh, the New York Times or or, or or some other fantastic like the Guardian or some other publication that we should we've all revered and trusted for, for years and years and years. It's not chances are tech bloggers are just guys in their spare bedroom reading one story, copying up another story and just pasting it on their blog. Done. That's it. So when they say oh, as reported in this, as reported in that, that it's a big echo chamber. Yeah, I mean, and it's I, just getting louder and louder and louder every every day. It seems to get louder and louder and louder. But this is the problem with what I call knee jerk copy, you know, knee jerk journalism, and as you said, copy and paste journalism. Is that one site will post a uh, an article, then another site copy and paste it. But then if you wait like a day longer, you can actually find out some more facts because someone somewhere has investigated it. But that one day, it's too late. People aren't interested. They will they've. Yeah, they've already gone into an uproar and, you know, dear sir, outrage from Wrexham or wherever. They they have this knee-jerk reaction. Now, just here's a thought for you. You mentioned Microsoft a few moments ago. Do you think it's been entirely intentional that that Apple did not release the keyboard at the same time as the iPad Pro, as so to avoid any Surface Book slash Microsoft Surface direct comparisons on launch? 
No, I don't think uh, you you can get them. You can get them at the same time. There's no. There's only delays in certain areas because I've oh, right. made enough of them. Uh, in certain shops in the states, I think you can get them at the same time. The pencil might be a di- bit little delayed. I've been reading somewhere like two weeks later. Um, but again, I, I I I'm most disappointed by the look of that keyboard. I gotta say, I just I, it 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 might look lovely, but it just doesn't appeal to me. That sort of that type of keyboard. Um, so I'll probably be going for a third-party one, which I normally do anyway. So that's no big deal. It's going to be interesting to see if any third-party keyboards are going to have some way to hack the two-fingered press on the screen. So I, I, I doubt it would be too hard to sort of like have a little trackpad on a keyboard, put two fingers on it, just to mimic the cursor that you do on the actual glass screen. Maybe. I'd, well, they'd have to build that into the and into the uh, interface wouldn't they and I'm, not, I'm pretty sure someone would have found it if it is there already um so i don't know do you uh, yeah but you you this is the point though isn't it this is the, the problem when you've got touch and keyboard going on you, you know because a, a great deal of ink or digital ink has been written about microsoft surface and how it's a, how you can do both things at the same time and again I, i'm still not I'm still not convinced. But again, as a personal opinion, I'm not slagging off Microsoft. I'm not saying that they're, what they're doing is wrong. I'm just saying it's not for me. Uh, I agree. Yeah, it's. I don't think you can bring a desktop app to a tablet and vice versa. I think we're, with, as I said yesterday on your show, things like blogging, you, you still can you can sort of blog effectively uh, on an iPad, but there's just like the basics missing. For example, if I get a picture and I want to resize it. Uh, for example, I do mine. It's seven hundred by three fifty. There's not that many apps where I can say, right, constraint. Just either crop out this section, or let me select a section, or adjust an image as with such ease that I can do on mm. Pixelmator on the desktop. Mm-hmm. So right now, I'm I'm forced to open up Pixelmator on my iPad, create a new document, set the size, open up an image, paste it in, and to me. It just doesn't look like it's resizing it properly. Now, it could just be because it's doing a real-time, real size. But then I still lack any options of saying, right, well, how much quality do I want over this picture? And this is where I think developers are still struggling on to find out, well, what features do we need to carry over from the desktop for the sort of intermediary slash advanced users? Uh, And I think, as Alex G. Fox said, trying to get away that not every app for the iPad needs to have an auto function for color editing or balance or you know just general editing. Mm. I mean, those things are the the editing stuff is starting to come, or at least when it comes to coloring and shade uh, and all the various features. <clears throat> sorry, of an actual photo. But you're right; there's still a problem when it comes to resizing and things like that. But again, that's not power. The iPad can easily handle that kind of demand. It comes down to the interface, and that's the bit that's currently just not there. But we, we, you know, uh, and, and the trouble is, with, with one of my problems is with the hybrid device, it's like the Windows a Surface thing, for example, is if you've got them both, then the developer doesn't need to do anything else because you've got the option to go back to the old ways. So you don't need to push the envelope and come up with a new way of doing it because the old way is there and that's always worked. That's good enough. We'll just carry on doing it this way. And then you don't get any change. No, nothing moves on. Everything stagnates. Whereas if you've got a, a touch interface and you need, you absolutely need to find a new way of doing this, firstly, it becomes very convoluted and complicated, but hopefully you just eventually get down to the essence of what it is you want to do and then you create a user interface just solely for that purpose. Right, so I'm just going to take a moment here to pause the show. 
we originally had only planned to do about a 45, well, 35 minutes, 45 minute segment, and we've ended up doing an hour and a half, but I still want to get Nemo's hardware store in. So I'm just going to take a quick break now and drop in the audio for Nemo's hardware store. So John, over to you. An amazing combo battery charger just rolled in to Nemo's hardware store. The company is called IOGear, that's spelled I-O-G-E-A-R, and we will have the links to this product on our show notes for this particular website. The item is called the Gear Power 12,000 MAH Mobile Power Station, dual USB battery for your smartphones and tablets. It's a single, beautiful, gorgeous, white size of your hand portable battery that you charge up using an included AC power plug and a micro USB cable and then you can charge two devices simultaneously such as an iPhone and an iPad because it has both the two amp and the one amp output. It takes a long time to charge it up because it holds so much power. Mine arrived half charged and it took many, many hours to be fully charged. That's actually a good thing. You want to take a long time to charge up and a long time to discharge so it can charge a full iPad from zero all the way to full and an iPhone all the way from zero to full at the same time. It's really, really impressive. Even more impressive is the internet pricing ranges in the U.S. between $40 to $60. So even at the IO Gear company store for $60 plus shipping, this 12,000 MAH mobile power station gear power from IO Gear is incredibly versatile. It doesn't need to be used just for Apple devices. It can charge any speaker, any Bluetooth device, any camera, anything that needs USB charging. The product code name is GMP12K, GMP12K, and I can give this a strong recommendation. So another quick visit to the groaning shelves at Nemo's hardware store. Go out and get one of these. You can't have too many external batteries. And when you travel, when you're camping, when you're at work, when you're at school, when you're at a trade show, when you're on the train, wherever you happen to be, this will be very, very useful. I'm testing a new mic, the Samson Meteor mic. So if I sound a little bit different, we'll see if that stays on the shelf or goes out the back door at Nemo's hardware store. Thanks for listening. Brilliant. And thanks once again, John, for contributing to the show. You can find all of John's writings and reviews over at the MyMac.com website. That's MyMac, M-Y-M-A-C.com website. So let's pick up where we left off and go back to what it's like to have you, well, to own one of the new shiny iPad Pros. And we do take a fair few different tangents and divergence. So hope you enjoy. Right. Back to the interview. Hopefully, uh, I, I know about just coming back to podcasting that you can get a USB, is it USB? Yeah, I know you can get a USB XLR interface, but I don't know if it would work going from USB to Lightning and then into the iPad Pro. But then you've suddenly got this little dinky connector with this massive, great big USB thing hanging out the back of it. Are you, are you going to, when you do your blog, how are you going to mainly do it? Are you going to sort of try and force yourself to use the iPad Pro or are you just going to, what What do you intend to use it for mainly, I think is the best way to put it. 
writing. <laughs> so the fact is that I can, I, I, at the moment, I just plan to use like the notes app, just like mainly when I write, I just use text edit really. But uh, if I can find a way where whatever I can write, then instantly be a- able to be added to my blog. And it's just a, it's a cheap, nasty WordPress blog at the moment. I've done nothing to it layout wise. It's just text really. Um, like for example, I can't even input um, an iframe into my blog because it's so basic they won't allow me to put iframes in uh, so i can't post a show for example i got unless there's, you, i've got to find, figure out a way around that you can but do you could do an embed as long as it's not an iframe embed you could do a well there's bound to be a widget that you could probably install if it's wordpress possibly I, i've got a, i've got to look into it a little bit i haven't really it's, it's my first time dabbling with wordpress i normally use squarespace because it's just like drag and drop and move things around and i don't have to be too technical but uh, so it will take me a while to get my head around WordPress and, and all the things it can do because half the – I think I've read somewhere about 45% of websites are on WordPress. So it's it's going to be around for a while. It I'm is guessing. a very, very it, – it's a good platform. Um, just going completely off topic, WordPress is very, very good, but you have so many plugins that people recommend. And when you start looking for recommended plugins, it's just all link bait articles and – it's a lot of trial and effort, so there's a lot to be said for just using Squarespace. But with Squarespace, you tend not to get the um, the number of templates or designs on there. Mm. One thing I was going to ask you about on the iPad Pro, does it bug you that you've got this extra screen real estate? They haven't made like the icons bigger or anything like that. All they've done is given it more spacing. Yeah. Yeah, so it looks quite sparse, you know, even if you've got a full screen of icons. But then, you know, that's that's Launchpad. That's how Apple decided to do it. They don't particularly want widgets for some reason on their screen, just like um, I've, uh, sorry, Android and Windows phones have got. They've decided that's not for us. Uh, I have no idea why they've decided that, because some widgets would be quite handy to have on your screen. But again, I say that, however, I do look at a, a number of people who I know who have Androids, and... They do look a bit of a mess sometimes, I've got to say. And I don't mean that in any negative way, really. I just, because let's face it, what do you do? You, you want to get to something, do you? You're not just looking at a screen of icons for, for very long. You're hunting for what you want to do. It's always like, although it is get into the app and, and do whatever you want to do and get out again, find yeah. your next app, get into that, go out. So it kind of works for that still. But um, I guess it comes down to how much do you want to use your, these devices passively? You know, because Google now, obviously on Android phones, which I think is a wonderful uh, creation, Google now. Of course, you do have to share a vast amount of information with Google for it to be any good. So some people were a bit squeamish about that. But uh, the fact that it will notify you when you need to leave for your next meeting, even though uh, I, I, and Apple's now started to do that as well. Uh, and another other things, it will watch out for you and notify you. And it basically, it becomes an assistant, a virtual assistant. And of course, Apple are trying to do it via Siri and trying to keep most of it locked under the phone. But because of their way they want to do uh, security is everything's got to try and be done on the phone rather than going back to servers and having all the processing stuff done there and then sent to you. They don't really want to go down that path because their big thing at the moment is your information is your information. No one else should ever see it. It's all down to yours, down to you. And that's great. The only problem is that comes with certain limitations. So maybe that's why we haven't got screens full of flashy widgets and things like this, because it would mean handing off a vast amount of data to other parties and third parties. And of course, if you want if you want that, then there's a market out there you can go and join. Android would be more than willing to like give you exactly what you want. It's just, uh, as is often the way, 
Apple's way or the highway. <laughs> That's, I, I, we do moan about it. But remember, it's only like that really on these handheld devices. You can still do anything you want on a Mac. You can, it's totally up to you. You can put Windows on a Mac, for God's sake. You can do anything. It's only when it comes to these little devices, that personal devices, that they really control the ecosphere uh, really tightly. Um, to like almost imperialistic fashion, it seems sometimes. But uh, that's what you live with. But that would be bad if there was no other alternative. Fortunately, there are other alternatives. And if that doesn't, you know, meet your criteria, then there's other things for you to go and try. Exactly. So now you've got this bigger screen. Have you found yourself using, again, I know we are a little bit all over the place, but such is the sort of the first sort of uh, chat about these things are you using multitasking more are you using the split pane more do you, do you know you... what it's, it's i'm embarrassed to say i haven't had a chance to because it's only been like a few hours but um let me see so uh, you know i sometimes struggle to remember how you actually do it but uh yeah so i've got i've got some um, notes up at the moment and now i'm calling up news and it's very easy for me but well, i'm trying to i'm trying to position them so again sorry listeners but uh, mark will be able to see i've got notes on one side there and i've got like the stories on the other so it'd be very easy for me to copy and paste certain things that i want to like quotes and things like that across from one to the other and and work generally like that or if i'm researching something for a blog piece maybe um i'll be able to find i'll be able to reference the source material or or quote names and things like that rather than going oh god double click out swipe across double click go back and, uh. it was it was but we learned to use it it, yeah. We never knew it was a hassle. It wasn't really a hassle. It was a hassle to begin with because it was new. Then we kind of got used to it. And now something alternative comes along. It, we, we remember what hassle it really was in the first place. But, you know, first world problems, I'd rather have to just double click an iPad button and walk six miles for a, a bucket of clean water, for example. So let's keep things in perspective. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else to ask you about it. Um, let's have Charging. Yes. So the, the, yeah, so, it's, so I got it out of the box, and it was about 70%. Uh, then I used it consistently. I, I used it continuously all day long. Um, one of the things I did, I don't know um, if he's out there listening, but if Gazmaz, if you're out there listening, I did download Real Racing 3 because I know he loves that game, and I was playing it, and it's a bit weird tilting like this <laughs> giant iPad as a steering wheel. But then at the same time, felt kind of natural because it's the right kind of size for a steering wheel, um, and it, it ran absolutely wonderfully. Um, so... We started this, when did we start this this chat? We started about an hour ago, six. So that was five hours of continuous play, and it went from 70% down to 40%. Uh, apparently, this iPad, people have done tests, Ask Technica, I think, have done tests, and they say it's about four and a half hours to give it a full, full recharge because there's a big wad of battery inside this thing. Uh, they do give you a 12-watt charger, so it's more powerful than say you get with your iPhone, for example. I'm not sure what the iPad Air 2 comes with, to tell you the truth. Is it 10 watts, possibly? Have I read that right somewhere? Uh, I not think sure. so. But you but do realize is... you've just given someone a really, really bad idea now. They'll probably make a steering wheel case for the iPad Pro. Oh, well, why not? I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure who'd buy it, but why not? I'm not sure as many pros out there want to play racing games all day long, but you never know. Um, but you no, know, so that is one thing to be aware of. It doesn't charge because it's so huge. It doesn't charge as fast as your iPhone, for example, and definitely not as fast as your watch. Because I take a shower and come back, and my watch is fully charged again. It's amazing. Uh, uh, but that's that a is, tiny battery. Yeah, that is a that is a cracker thing about the watches. Like, even if you just want to get a ten minute, fifteen minute charge, it's like I tend to wear mine overnight now because I'm testing a couple of apps. So obviously that's the time it would be charging. But in the morning, get up, take it off, pop, you know pop to the bathroom, have a brew, come back, and it's, oh, there we are, ready to go for the rest of the day now. You have a brew in your bathroom? 
Uh, only if I'm pushed for time. <laughs> okay. I'm not asking what you're pushing, but okay. <laughs> no, oh, so uh, on, the whole, was working. on the whole, I, 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 I'm most impressed with this, this new device. Again, I think I'm going to be housebound with it um, most of the time, which is why I went for the Wi-Fi option. However, I might take it with <laughs> This is dangerous. I might take it work with me tomorrow and try it out with the, um, the hotspot functionality. Now, obviously, because I've got the, the uh, 4G or 3G version, there's no GPS in here, so it will, it will, I'm not sure, quite sure how that would work if I go out of maps, but that's why I'll try it tomorrow. I think it tries to read you know, the nearest signals, the Wi-Fi signals you're with, and then they've licensed some sort of mapping software. It says, oh, you're in this area, and you can see that one, that one, and that one. You must be about here. So you're going to stick your iPad Pro on the dashboard of your van? Oh, no, yes, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep it in my backpack and hidden away. Um I'm just going to, like, when I have to have my my rests out on the road, I thought I'd just pull it out and, and have a play. Uh, plus a couple of guys at work went to see it. So, you know, the other thing, this I wasn't meant to get this till tomorrow. That was the other thing that was quite shocking when I was out and about, and it said, oh, yeah, it was out for delivery today. Uh, and they seemed to be quite nonchalant about it because uh, another person I know, Russ Cluett, he does the Airways podcast, he got notification that his was out today on the road as well. Oh, Russ is going, is he? Yeah. So, um, I mean, he really does plan to use it for production stuff i'm not sure what what kind of production stuff he's going to plan to use it for but he does a lot of web design and 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 various coding things and he's also a, a musician musician as well so i gotta assume he can do some various flashy stuff with the music uh, apps that are out there for it and um it'll be good it'll be good to see how people use these things i think i think guy Sell from the my mac podcast as well he's he's after getting one of these and again he does do podcasts from his ipad i have no idea how he does it i've got to find out how he does it but sometimes when he goes away to conventions or meetings and things like that he does he does a show from from wherever he is obviously i don't think he uses skype to my knowledge i could be wrong about that but uh it'll be interesting to find out how he does it and you think actually if i'm thinking about it if you've got a mixer and you've got just your iPhone, and that's running Skype. There might be a way of doing it. But no, I think it was Guy who puts. Um, I think you were there. He showed us a USB XLR mixer that would run off a nine volt battery. Yeah. So, like I say, I'm going to have to get some information from him, find out how he does it, because it would be nice just to carry around an iPad. Of course, at the end, then you have to ask, am I trying to do it just for the sake of doing it? Because it is so much easier to pick up a laptop, because <laughs> it's got all the ports there, it's got all the software there, and just do it. So it is that case of, am I trying to like put a, a square peg in a round hole just for the sake of it? But then again, but, you uh, are spending uh, you know, a considerable amount of money. So there should, you know, again, this is why I think this product, and I, it probably even indeed at the, the tablet range, is going to live or die by developers. Because like I said to you on your show, my tablet traffic, well, for my website now, Essential Mac, when it's up because Media Temple are still insisting there isn't a problem, even though there is, and I've even sent them the log file that they said that they checked, go, can you explain this? And they go, oh, it's a WordPress plugin. Anyway, that's a that's a mumble for Saturday. And I've completely lost my thread. Where was I going? <laughs> well, you <coughs> were talking about square pegs for round holes. Square so. pegs, right, yeah, because you are, you are spending a chunk of change on something. And this is why I was thinking, like I say, it's got to, if for me, I would love to have one. But right now, when I look at what I do with my iPad Air, all I do is pretty much watch Twitch on it. So I've just spent 300 quid on a, a device just watching and, telly. And here's the problem. So now I would, 
I would I would recommend. Firstly, if you want to do, I'm gonna I'm gonna put real in quotes work. I would still suggest getting a laptop. And for this sort of money that you're spending on a pro, you're in definitely in laptop, even Apple laptop territory there with the the Airs, for example, it's more more expensive than an Air, um, and it's getting right up there to the new MacBook as well. Um, and probably the lower MacBook Pros. Now I think about it. Um, so if you're if you want to do real work and you want to spend, you're going to spend that kind of money. I would probably still at this point say go for a laptop. And then on the other hand, though, if you're a person who just wants to go on Facebook, who wants to read the web, who wants to answer emails and stuff, I would still say an iPad Air too. So it's very at the moment, it's very hard to know exactly where this thing is going to fit in um, to the average consumer. And I don't think that's that's a big deal. I think the average consumer doesn't need this device necessarily in their life at the moment. They could, like me, they could make multiple reasons why they do need this device. Uh, you know, and we're going to get various tech bloggers over the next week or so who's going to say why it's such a wonderful thing and they're enjoying it because they they can do their they can we can i can go out i can just grab my ipad pro stuck it in my rucksack go to the coffee shop and and write my stories and that's great for them that's the life they're living for the rest of us <laughs> you know who have to do real jobs jobs <laughs> no i didn't mean that but uh you know who have to go to work and 10 hours a day come home watch telly and knackered uh and if they want to do a bit of web browsing facebook browsing and stuff like this then Again, this is overkill for that. You do not need an iPad Pro if that's your what you're going to do. What you would need it need it for? Like I say, I'm hard pressed to say at this point. Um, you know, I've never worked in big cor- I've, I work, oh, I work in a big corporation now, but not up in the office level. It would be a status symbol, maybe to the you know the big cheese to come down in, and he lays his much bigger. I have a considerably bigger iPad than Yo. Um, on the desk and things like this. Yeah, answer. Yeah, it, it, it basically is the, the the scene in American Psycho where they're doing the business cards. Yes. Oh, here's my business card. Oh, mine's leather. Well, mine's leather engraved with fleck dog shell. I feel sorry for the guy that's just got the first Kindle. Ooh, already got this. Um, but uh, yeah, so they are going to struggle a bit finding the market um, for this. But then. I don't know, and it's it, mind you, the price of it will keep it out of many people's hands because they're going to look at nine hundred quid, or they can go for the cheaper one at thirty-two gig. But I'm not sure how much of an attraction that's going to be thirty-two gig, especially when the next one up is one hundred twenty-eight, and a lot of people might go, "Well, why is that such a big difference?" Then that's a huge difference. Um, but it will it will be interesting to see if the developers do start to support it, um, just as much as Word and Adobe have, and there's a few other third-party developers who's who allow me you know there's that human body one but i can't remember the name of the darn thing so i can't search for it and download it but um, i think we might be in the midst of a, a change when it comes to these apps because the apple tv came out as you say as you mentioned earlier recently and a lot of the apps on there are still charging i can't believe i'm going to say this like i'm going to say real money when it comes to like, i'm thinking like five pound 99 i can't believe i'm saying that. but you know before we became accustomed to apps being zero or 99p, they were like just under a tenner, between zero and a tenner somewhere. But we all got accustomed to paying virtually nothing for these things. And of course, that rose to in-app purchases, which we also hated. But, uh, but you know, these poor guys have got to find their, 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 uh, their money somehow. So maybe we are looking at a future where... If it's a really good app, people are willing to uh, give a bit more money for. Or if it's a really good game, people are prepared to shell out some extra dosh. It'll be interesting to see. Of course, it could just all be like that for a few months and then straight race straight to the bottom again. So it's up to the gun. It's up to the developers, really. 
they can they've cut their own throats once. It's let's see if they'll do it again. It does raise an you raise an interesting point there because if they were to release iPad uh, apps for the iPad Pro, if you saw an app and it had iPad Pro specific features, do you think that would alienate the people that don't have an iPad Pro? Yeah. Uh, as in, you know, you have one app on the App Store across all devices. All of those devices have the feature. Would that be a source of alienation for you if, like, you had an iPad or if you didn't have an iPad Pro? You see apps where there's a certain feature only available on the iPad Pro. As long as it's not, as long as it's understandable, if it's just something superfluous, like, oh, you're just doing that to try and make me spend more money, then people will get annoyed by that. But if it's a real reason, and I can't think off the top of my head what that real reason would be, then, then no. But they do it with a 6S, for example. If you get a 6S, you turn it sideways, you get two, two menus. I know that's, that's fairly small, but. It still exists, and if you go for the 6S, you get the, the physical stabilizing camera rather than the digital stabilizing camera. So there are differentiations there, but they're not particularly that big, and most people can live with them or, or live without them, as, as the case may be. So I, it depends how Apple wants to play it, isn't it? I mean, because they, they could say, here is an Apple store that you can only access from the Pro, because I'd be more happier with that if, if no one else could ever see it, you know, and, and, and so and developers can keep the pro version separate and it does a lot more a lot more processing power and a lot more all singing all dancing things but they charge a premium price for it then i'm, I'm I'd, I'd be fine you know with that because you know i'm not a six-year-old child but there'll be a certain section of of the audience out there who will always complain that's the case so it's not fair they're getting it i'm not so um but that's just life that's just life no we we both love talking about analysts how many units do you think uh has it, have there been any analyst projections so they can disappoint themselves when it doesn't meet their own expectations? Set that, or um, are they just saying, well, it, it remains to be seen? Because normally with the iPhone and the iPad, you get to hear, oh, well, they should have shipped 18 million units in this quarter and they only shipped 17.6, yeah. Apple are doomed and all that sort of stuff. Haven't heard really any of them come out and talk about the iPad Pro? No, but, uh, but then again... Firstly, they're going to probably get lumped in with the rest of the iPads. And the iPads have been pretty stagnant on sales because I think they're still trying to find their, their, the point where an old iPad becomes obsolete. You know, Because a lot of people probably shouldn't update their phone every year. And most people update every two years when their contracts come up for renewal. But I don't think the iPad is that fast to, to fall out of favor. I think, like I say, most of the time, because of its limitations, is you're basically doing Facebook, uh, reading email, playing games and things like this, it takes a lot longer for that iPad to come obsolete. And that's why uh, the sales have been slowing down. Not necessarily because people don't like the product anymore. It's just because there's so many of them already out there and not enough people renew quick enough. You know, they bring out a new iPad and they say, oh, it's slightly faster now, um, but it's basically the same. That's hard. That's a hard sell. No matter how much you stand up on that stage and show them flashy graphics, that's a hard sell. And and this, you know, this this might get an update within a year. They'll probably find a way of making it thinner and lighter. Um, but again, they might not. They might wait to make this a two-year recycle, uh, a cycle recycle. Um, and that's a problem for for these analysts because they do not know themselves. They can come up with these forecasts, and they they're not going to do it now because we just had. We just had the recent Apple's earnings call a few weeks ago. They're going to wait for the next quarter to come around, and then they'll start to appear. Then you'll start to see those stories. Then they'll start to push out their figures, 
and then they'll start to say, hey, I got it right, or oh, look, Apple are doing wrong. It's never, it's never their problem. It's never their fault. It's always Apple's fault. It's their, it's, it's their fantastic job when they get it right, but when they get it wrong, it's Apple's fault. Well, that's it. And this is the thing. Where Wall Street in it, where it's failed, obviously, and every company could only grow so much, but it always seems to be this perpetual doom clock to say, well, is it going to happen this year? Is it going to happen this year? Is it going to happen this year? And it, it, it will do eventually, yeah, uh, every, every company. So one more question for you. Do you think it's going to be a yearly cycle upgrade or is the iPad Pro so light years ahead of what it can do in raw power and performance that it, it will either not get upgraded for, unless it's on a two-year or 18-month cycle or will it have to be upgraded so there's a big enough gap between the existing iPad Airline and the iPad Pros. For the see, it's tricky, isn't it? When like when the original iPad came out, they updated that quite fast. It went bu- 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 like every year. It was consistently. It's only the last year where this this year, well, the year before this year, they said like okay, we're not doing a new. We're going to bump the iPad Mini, but we're not really going to do much to it. It's like some tiny increments in there, and this this cycle that's just gone past they missed the ipad air 2 for example we didn't get an ipad air 3 so that's obviously going to come next year i should imagine now i think what's that that's got the 98x uh, sorry the 8x chip ax a8x chip in there isn't it so there's no there's they're probably going to put that this chip in the ipad air 2 or 3 as the case will probably be next year um now will they update this <laughs> to the a10x that's the question um are they going to go this is the flagship uh or are they going to go for leapfrogging you know will this year we get an ipad air 3 but we don't get a new ipad pro or a mini we have to wait and see this is a new stru- new structure that they're going into now um they could just fall back to the old ways and just update everything. Again, it comes down to how much time. It's another line that they've developed. It's another you know, offshoot of something they currently do, but it's still an offshoot, which means more people have to work on it. But uh, I guess it's a case of wait and see. It's far too early, like the day of release. To yeah, to be talking about upgrading do. already. But we might as well, because you know, the second this iPhone 6S came out, everyone was saying, oh, the new iPhone 6, 7. So not, will, will yeah. the new iPad Pro have more memory and a faster chip? Yes, it will. Always. It will always have those things. If anybody, if you ever want to win a bet with an analyst, just say it'll be faster. Yeah, if you, if, if you ever need to write 500 words, just copy and paste about yeah. the last two or three iPhones and then say, and we expect a new iPhone to have more memory and a faster chip. No, that's fine. I mean, most people like us who who follow tech know that's a nonsense story. That's anyone could have made that up. But they're not. Those stories. Those people are not aimed at us. We, the tech press, pick them up because it's something to write about. They are. They are only looking out for their customers, and that's all they should be looking out for. It doesn't matter what we don't necessarily care what they think because they know unless you unless they're handling your 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 finances. I don't give a darn what they think about what Apple's going to do next year. Don't you do with me. You know, I could go up to anyone on the street and their opinion is just as valuable as that person's um, because they're not handling my money. If they were handling my money, I'd be judging them a hell of a lot stricter. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not moment. handling your money. They're handling other people's money to make those other people richer. I, yeah. I reckon that they're going to sort of head more on the Intel sort of yearly refresh of, if this makes sense, they'll, they'll do an upgrade when the processor is ready 
because obviously they're designing their own. I think they'll do an upgrade when the processor and hardware is ready because I think they're so far down the line now of waiting for things to really utilize what power they've got. And let's not forget, Metal gives huge optimizations already. So the older hardware, uh, like I said, my girlfriend's got a iPad 2. All right, it's not the best of beasts, but you know what? It's still ticking over. It's good enough just about to get away with using Facebook and doing browsing and everything she wants to do on it. And this, and this is what you said about the longevity of it. I mean, that iPad Pro there, if you were spending that chunk of change on a laptop, you'd at least expect to get three years of optimal uses out of it and then maybe four in five that's the sort of time when you start going ah well it's starting to become a, a quick a bit clunky mm. and if mm. anything it's the iphones themselves that tend to obsolete themselves because i've noticed now on my iphone 6 it is just lagging just a little bit but i don't know if that's because of the apps that i'm running have they been fully optimized for the success or you know whatever whatever so i, I wouldn't be surprised if we head into sort of more of a release cycle where it's based more on the available technology, what they can do, rather than just saying, right, every year we have to push out something new. Mm. Of course, the thing is they will push out something new every year because they have to. They, they've got investors as well. They have to keep people happy. They have to keep looking like they're advancing and doing more stuff. They can't just have a year where they go, right, that's it, nothing this year. We're done. We're going on holiday because uh, that's just not the game. Unless they have the more exciting products in the pipeline, which seems to be their default go-to statement. Well, it's true. If, you, if you're a tech company, you should have more exciting products in your pipeline. If you haven't, that's when you've got a problem. <laughs> I think next year for Apple would be a good time to almost have like a snow leopard sort of year because we're you know the the apple watch is still it's still having a few issues there still isn't like a decent sports running app uh oh actually is there no i think wrong i need to go and check on that Run i think we just did an update yeah i haven't had a chance to try it with it because i've busted my knee after doing a 12k mud run uh and i thought oh i know what i'll do to do some preparation for this i try and flip some hay bales uh, right. Yeah, doing that when cold is not my most shining moment. Again, think- again, it comes down to what you want the watch to be. Uh, a lot of people want it to be different things. <laughs> I get by with just just generally measuring what I do on a, a daily time, a daily a day by day basis when it comes to exercise and thing. I'm not training out. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not that kind of. I'm not infused about training. It's just one of those things. If you spend like four hours of your life training, that's like okay. You might live four hours longer, but. He was that's, training during it, so what's the point? Yeah, that's four hours of you. Not that's four hours of the pubs going. Where's Carl? He's late. Exactly, exactly. Do you know how many people depend on me for their livelihood? Um, but uh, you know, other things like notifications and things like that. It was. It's a very small and very hard to argue benefit, but it is a benefit. Well, I consider it a benefit. Um, you know, well, I've been walking around London a few times, and it's the maps has actually not got be lost, which is nice. Um, and you know, I'd rather if if it wasn't for the the watch, I would be walking around with my big expensive phone out in my hand now i know i'm six foot seven but sometimes the drug addled mind of the would-be mugger doesn't always take that into consideration so no, the fact that i just flip up my watch or it taps me on the wrist and i know if to turn left and right it's, it's a it's a benefit well, i agree with you when we did the first uh mac and forth shenanigans fest and i had to go try and find the cash point it was good to have the watch on there navigating me it was just a shame that the maps kept pointing me to cash points and banks and buildings that didn't actually exist yeah, there is that problem. There is that problem. <laughs> anyway, so final thoughts on new iPad Pro. And also, are you, will you be willing to come back and say two weeks time when we do a follow-up episode to go, right, you've had it for two weeks now, are you bored of it? Yeah, absolutely. Of course I'll be willing to come back. Um, final thoughts are, 
Um, I'm still impressed by the size of this thing. It's, it's huge. It's like when you get a brand new telly. Like I remember when I, went, I got the, my 42-inch screen telly, and I looked at it, and I thought, my God, that's huge. It's like a cinema in my room. Uh, um, you know, by the end of the week, uh, yeah, it's just telly now, you know, because we become, we, we, we get used to things. Like when we moved from the 5, was it the 5S5 from the 4, and we got a slight increase in that size. And we went, my God, look at the size of this thing. It's so long. And then we got went up to 6s. Uh, oh, in my case, a six plus, and that was huge. And now it just feels like a phone. Yeah. So we we are creatures of adaptation or adoption, and so we we something that's brand new and 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 looks different. We soon acclimatize to, and I think that might be the case with this this iPad. But at the moment, as I'm looking at it, just now turning it on again, and I see this huge screen. And tonight I'm going to be reading some comic books and things like this, and reading news apps, and and starting to put together next week's show. And so it'll be interesting to see how I get on with actually just using this. I'm going to try and just do the whole prep for the show using the iPad rather than messing around on the um, on one of the Macs. That, that's so the whole a good thing, topic the for the show this... next week. Sorry? That'll be a good topic for the show. Like say, well, this week it's all done. Well, apart from the recording, all the show prep was done just using your um, your iPad. That's it. I, I won't be able to do the audio. I don't think. Well, I probably could do because you've got GarageBand on there, but I, I don't really play around the GarageBand that I much. I suppose if you've but got you, you were to come out of your Mac somehow, come out of your mixer. If, you, if you've got everything going into a mixer and then coming out, and then you go straight into your yeah. well, you go straight into a digital recorder. That's normally a way a lot of people do it. Yeah, I suppose as long as you've got an output of all the inputs, yeah, you just exactly. shove that into your uh, iPad Pro. Yeah, I mean, there are some podcasting apps like this Boss Jock and, and a few other ones on there that makes it basically gives you a soundboard and mixes your voice with the soundboard. Uh, it was it's all very clever stuff. Um, it's just something I've never really looked into and or had a need to look into, you know, because because uh, I've always had an alternative, and that's the problem. I've got an alternative, so I never have to change my the way I do things because I've got an alternative and go back to the old ways. But if we ever want to move forward and we ever do want to get touch, so touchpads and, and things like this are the norm and can do just as much as laptops, then we're going to have to, it's going to have to be enough people willing to find out where the pain points are so developers and engineers can fix that issue. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And, and this is the thing we are really now, it, it seems to be what Apple do. Apple give you a platform and then say, right, you've got a platform, you've got all the hardware, you've got everything you need. Just go off, go wild. And hmm. it just makes me wonder if Apple should try and lead a little bit more from the front in that with maybe having a few more apps or a few more. This is the thing I, I, I'm slurring my words a little bit. I'm not drunk, honestly. I've been on water all day, which makes a change for a Thursday. There doesn't seem to be right now a killer app no. unless I've unless I've missed something. Well, for me, it's comics. i got to say, because <laughs> when I put the comics app on there and I looked at the first page, I went, whoa, that's gorgeous. Of course, I've just really spent like 800 quid on a, a comic book reader. So hopefully that will not be the only use case scenario. And uh, it's early days. Like I say, it's what, day one. Uh, well, um, Microsoft have adapt, updated their stuff. Adobe have doing their stuff. Um, Apple have done you know, the apps that they currently use, like their production apps and stuff like this. And we'll see, we'll see, you know, because not everybody gets a developer unit to work on and, and trial out. Now they're out in the open, more people can go and buy them, just like with the Apple TVs. So it's all very good doing it in the in the, in the the demo stages of Xcode and stuff like that. But when you actually see it, the functionality, same, same with the watch. A lot of the early user interfaces with the watch were terrible because they were small, tiny little things that you couldn't even read. And as as time's gone on, you know they have to get down to the bare minimum of what they need to show you. 
And again, it's a user user interface uh, situation uh, problem. Uh, and, and one by one, as soon as someone cracks it, everybody else goes, that's how you do it. And they jump on board and they try and do something similar, but different. Um, and then that, that's what leads to more innovation and and more things for us to try. It, do, it does seem to be now with the amount of decent tablets that are coming out, we are really entering into... I think we're taking the, the first steps into a post-PC era. Uh, I think the only thing that sort of spoils the sort of over overjoy of you know the going into post-PC era is you get all these really naff laptop, uh, not laptop, these really naff tablets that people say, oh, you know, I really, you know, I really want to try a tablet, but I don't know if I can use it. So they go off and they buy, you know. Uh, I'm not ra- I'm not ragging on Android here. It's just what I've noticed in the shops. You can go out and you can buy an Android laptop that it's probably got an old version of Android on there, so you're not getting the best experience of the OS. It's likely never to be updated because it's a Chinese boxed brand. Or you buy a Microsoft tablet, which is what you're just buying Windows, and people go, well, do I really want to buy Windows because it's what I use normally. I'm after something a bit different. So hopefully now we're at this stage where Microsoft are really investing in it. Apple have obviously made their play for it. All we're waiting for now is the huge android market to say right okay we're now going to put massive flagship products in this device and support it we could really now be on that sort of tipping point well it's 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 tricky i mean because samsung have do produce some nice looking tablets and they've got certainly got the power in there the problem is it's no good being third you can be first or second in it like microsoft found this out when it comes to phones it's no good coming along with a fantastic device if you're the last one to the race so you know, if Microsoft, it seems Microsoft anyway, and Apple are fighting it out at the top of the price range, then that leaves everybody else mucking around in the middle or at the bottom even worse. And of course, if you want to sell cheap, you've got to buy cheap. Um, but um, it's okay because I'd rather someone spend, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad someone who wants to get into try a tablet, they'll spend just a hundred quid and find out either if they like the idea, the concept or not, rather than spending 600 quid and then finding out they don't like the concept, for example. But chances are, like my dad's a classic example, got him a huddle. The huddle won. Everybody was ranting. Everybody was raving about it. Everybody's ranting, you know, saying it's a wonderful thing. It was a piece of junk. I hated it. Yeah. The moment I had to start to install it. But it gave him an insight into what a tablet could be. And so now he's got his iPad. He's happy because he, he feels comfortable with it because the interface was all touch and you know moving around and it's a lot simpler than than the, the other one that he had because he put a load of widgets on the screen and he didn't know what he was doing. But then, you know with the he knows how to get back if he gets in trouble he knows just to press the home button go back and start again or if he needs to turn it off for whatever reason he knows how to turn it off and he just feels comfortable with it now. And that's a bonus, you know that's what happens you know you start out like when I came to when I came to Apple I went for the cheapest option possible uh, and then over time I've <laughs> I've put more and more money every time I I come to do my next upgrade because I now trust the the, the company and I, I trust what they're doing I'm more willing to put a bit more extra money in because I know it's going to last me when I bought my first Mac for example I was thinking uh, you know I was stuck in the PC mind where okay this will last about a year and I bought it in 2010 
and it's 2015. And I, was, I just used it again yesterday to do something quickly on. And it works flawlessly. It's running the latest <laughs> update. It's running El Capitan. It's, it's, it's got an SSD drive in there. It it's flies. You know, if I wanted to do something in, in Final Cut Pro, for example, it would do it. It would chug along at an incredibly slow pace, but it would still eventually spit out an image, at, uh, a file at the other end after a while. Um, yeah, I'd probably have a I'm, nervous breakdown afterwards. But I am with you on that one. Like I said, I'm I've done the majority of my podcasting now on a MacBook Pro, and I'm just clicking the about a 13 inch MacBook Pro mid 2009 with eight gig and an SSD. And you know what? I'm still happy with it. it the only thing I would say now is about now. I'm just starting to see a little bit of lag and a little bit of judder. Skype likes to absolutely knacker the CPU whenever, whenever possible. Mm. I must. I have been really, really tempted. I've got to say, there's a Windows 10 tablet that's going for about ninety pound in our local supermarket, and it's Windows 10. I'm thinking, you know, I'd actually plonk down the money just to see what the experience is like. But then I think about, well, what do I want to do on it? And well. I blog, which means I'd be blogging using the WordPress website, which is something I hate and detest. I watch Twitch. I don't believe there's an app for it. So I'd be going from this ecosystem where I've got apps to, okay, I'd have to use Windows. But but here's the thing. See, for that amount of money, I would go and buy it because doing what you do, you've got about 10 articles there to be written just on that, just comparing various things uh, from Windows 10 to um you know say apple's doing you know we forget a lot of tech journalists are given these things we just have to buy them ourselves uh, and it's 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 hard it's hard for us to take everything in so when they like come up with flippant comments oh yeah but it's not as good as the blah 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 it's not because they've invested any real money into it to, to see if it is truly better than such and such and such they've just been sent a free sample to try yeah and you have to remember that as well. And, uh, you know, they're not held to the same account as like advertising on the TV and things like this. They can say whatever they want. They can be bought. They can be <laughs> bought and sold. You know, most tech journalists don't make a lot of money, um, for example. Uh, and you just have to rely on their integrity as a person. And, you know, I've got, I, I know a few, I don't know them personally, but there's a few tech journalists I follow who I absolutely, totally respect. And I believe they're telling 100% the truth in virtually everything they write. Well, in, in not virtually, in everything they write. But then there's some other people from other publications where I think, hang on a moment, you was waxing lyrical about the complete opposite the other week. Don't try and pull the wall over my eyes. Oh, but, the, you know, who's got yeah. time to pay attention to that? So. The, the gadget show in the UK is the best example of turncoats from... The, was it, was it's a commercial. It's yeah. a commercial venture. Of course they're going to do it. And it was just like Jason Bradbury was, he was waxing lyrical about it's the iPhone's brilliant and all this sort of stuff. Then all of a sudden the show gets more commercial after Channel 5 got bought out. And all of a sudden, Samsung seemed to be the offer of the day. And it was like, you're looking at all the small product placements and all the small nods and the small mentions. And you're just going, oh, if you're going to shill yourself, just don't make it so obvious. That's, but I, I might go and get this Windows 10 tablet just because... Yeah, all right. I'm investing in Apple, but it doesn't mean that I'm that I'm blind to everything else on there. And I might get it, and it might be a pile of crap. But you get a 14 day return policy these days, so just take it back. But also, it will inform your decisions and your views because you've actually got something to try against, rather than just reading what other people have thought. You'll actually get to try it yourself and form your own opinion based on a real experience, and that's invaluable for what you want to do. I don't. I don't need to do it. I don't 
pretend that I'm going to be all fair for everything because that's not my job. I, I haven't got the money to do that. I'm just going to report on what I like. This is why I try not to do anything negative because because I, I, if I haven't actually experienced it, how can I be negative about it? I can slag something off uh, from a, a viewpoint of not knowing a damn thing about it. And a lot of people do go down that path. It's just something I'm not particularly, I don't particularly want to do. Um, of course, the other problem is if you're positive about Apple all the time, it makes you sound like a fanboy. But also sometimes when Apple come in for a bit of a kick in, I actually listen to what people are giving them a kick in about. And I'm thinking, seriously, is that what really what you're worried about? The fact that, you know, it's just the colors a bit off or it doesn't respond within four nanoseconds. And, and I do, I do think it's all a bit, a bit much sometimes, but, uh, but you know, I've decided to do a podcast. You've decided to do a blog and a podcast. This, <laughs> this is what we do. We try and entertain the listeners or the yep. readers out there. That's all we try and do at the end of the day. And you know, we are not held to the same account as I would hope. Real, or put in quotes, real reporters are held to. Well, this is the thing. Once you get so big, you can write any headline you want. And I've called a couple of uh, articles out. Um, the the most recent one that I thought was. Oh, here's a guy. He's got an Apple TV. It was a uh, was it over at Recode? I think it, no, I don't think it's Recode. David, I want to say we David. I don't want to mention names. <laughs> no. Anyway, there was this article, and it absolutely drove me bonkers. Because saying, "Oh, Apple have missed an opportunity here because they haven't uh, integrated," you know, because Siri doesn't work with this, that, and the other. No actual mention of the fact that. So they made it sound like, oh, the Apple TV is a pile of rubbish because, oh, Siri doesn't work with everything yet. But he didn't say that, oh, this is not the fault of the third-party apps. It's because Apple haven't released the dev kit, uh, sorry, the API for it. Just coming back to the Windows thing, I think the only reason why I've sort of held off from buying the tablet is it's the old thing of running Windows on one gig. Well, yeah, I mean, we did do it for a long time in the past. So I don't, I don't know what the new demands of Windows 10 are. I mean, I, I heard it's not as much of a, re- a hog as, as the previous version, so it might be okay. Well, I'm going okay. to stop off on the way home, not tell the missus. I'm just going to tell her that I have to go out and get some milk. I bought some milk and a tablet. <clears throat> well, yeah, exactly. So, no, you say I bought a tablet or I tablets, you know. She'll think oh, yeah, I got, I got the tablets you wanted. There you go. And say she's got one for Christmas because she's moaning just, about her iPad just, too. Just buy a box of anodine at the same time as you buy the tablet. And then you can get away with it. It's not you're not telling a lie. It's true. We're, yeah, we're not telling a lie. We're not just giving full disclosure. Well, I think we've pretty much covered everything there is really now about the iPad Pro uh, and a heck of a lot more. Yeah, certainly have. Yeah, because if we said, oh yeah, we, yeah, we'll only do a quick forty-five minute show to keep it nice and quick. We've been going for how long? It's about an hour and a half, it's, it seems like. But um, yeah, and you're keeping me away from playing my new toy as well. It's, yes. It's, it's like sitting here calling to me and I can't do it because I'm talking to you. So on that note then, Carl, thank you. I've, I've got fun. Oh, this, I've got to put it in Nemo's hardware store. So this is as good as time as any. So Carl, for the Mac and Forth show, well, I've just given it away now. I'll have to edit this back. How can people get hold of you, sir? Well, you can hold me on Twitter if you so wish at Claw0101 or come and listen to us over on the Mac and Forth show, macandforth.com. Sorry, macandforth.com. And do you have your blog up and running yet or do you want to hold that information back until it's No, because it's not even got a URL. It's like coldmadden01.wordpress.com or some nonsense <laughs> at the moment. Cool. Well, brilliant, Coel. It's been good to hear a first hands-on experience about the iPad Pro. It certainly seems... Just one last, last quick question. Of all the Apple hardware you've bought this year, number one, it's probably good to have a break because we know that 
There's nothing more Apple to buy this year. That is it. We can have six weeks before we have to get on a new hype train. But of all the Apple stuff you've seen, you've bought, what would you say has made you the most excited and what do you think you're going to get the most use out of? Apple TV. Right. Brilliant. On that note, Carl, thank you very much for agreeing to come and do the show with us very last minute. Uh, and until fun. the next time, uh, we'll catch up in a couple of weeks. We'll, give it, we'll have another rundown of what, you know, two weeks later or 28 days later or whatever we do. Uh, to get zombie your... attack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we'll have a bit of a catch up and see how you're getting on and see if the new shine needs to be relegated or if you're still using it. Okay. So brilliant. Carl, thanks very much. Thank you very much. And that concludes today's unexpectedly long feature-length episode of The Rambert Mumblings. Really, really hope you enjoyed the show. Many thanks again to Carl Madden from the Mac and Forth show for coming on the show. Thank you to John Nemo for Nemo's hardware segment. You can get hold of me via the essentialmac.co.uk website. If you like, you can follow me on the Twitter at Ocean Speed. You can follow the firehose of news from the website at Essential Mac. And of course, you're hearing this show, so you probably already subscribed to it on iTunes, but please feel free to leave a rating, review, and any reviews or ratings we get will get read out. You can also get us on Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn, and anywhere else that I can possibly host a podcast. So once again, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, cheerio.